This is a Honky Tonk Man, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time, and you're listening to The Wrestler Review. Everybody, today we take the that sweet, sweet lapsed fan style deep dive into a man that doesn't want to be found. His name is Rick Cornell. <laughs> this man, Rick Cornell, let me tell you about this. He doesn't want anyone to know what he's fucking doing. I found one website uh, that just said he had two kids and a wife in Nevada. I don't think this dude has Twitter. Hey man. I think he was a he, wrestler for four I, years and then was like... A fuck, a a fuck this. He is the greatest example of what we were talking about with uh, Sean Stasiak, where we were talking about a guy who just figured out that was, oh, wait, the boom is over? I'm done. I'm fucking done. What I'm trying to figure out is if uh, the, pardon me, the person I who also portray- try. The Sorry, person who portrayed the person who portrayed Reno in WCW, Rick Cornell. If I have just found his dad's law firm, the That's law offices funny. of Richard F. Cornell, part of me wants to email him. I mean, all right. I looked for Rick Cornell Twitter, and uh, it. I mean, it's not his, but I wish you it just, was because. Did you just get some? Man's that he's, lives in Orange County, California. He's retired after four, mm-hmm. thirty-six years in the fire service. And his Twitter handle is X three six three three one thug. Wait a minute, what thug? That someone's grandson made that for him. X three six three one thug. Rick Cornell. Yeah, Rick Cornell. <laughs> There's another Rick Cornell that just has <laughs> a fire pit hangout. First smoke of a new pipe. Berm it in a fire break and a pipe break. So Rick Cornell. <laughs> I'll say this. As a wrestler, maybe he wasn't in good stead, but the two men who are also named Rick Cornell who have Twitter accounts are fucking one for one with being badass. Let me ask you them, which of the three of them would you think of the, like, our Rick Cornell, that I'll call Reno our Rick Cornell, and the other Rick Cornells that have Twitter, which one of them do you think would best, of the two Rick Cornells that have Twitter, would look best in Rick Cornell Reno's ring garb? I think I could have asked that question in a less confusing way, but I don't know how. Fuck it. Fuck it. You know what? Because we don't clean up the ums and ahs. We're real, all right? We're real creepy guys. Also, yeah. one of our main listeners, uh, one of our main listeners, one of the guys who always gets in touch with us on Twitter, uh, admitted he doesn't know who the fuck Reno is. I think this is one of those things where you, I, you're over. I got news for you. I yeah. I didn't know who he was until we started it on the Natural Born Thrillers analyzation. I literally thought Natural Born Thrillers was Stasiak, Sanders. Columbo, Jindrak, O'Hare, that's it. Well, those were the... I did not know. Yeah, Reno was the jobber one. Reno was the one where it's like, okay, you build every stable with the one guy who it's fine if he loses in a six-man tag, and Reno was that guy. Reno was his meant... He was meant to be the, like, Tully Blanchard, I guess? But the other thing about oh, him- is his name Tully Blanchard or Tully Blanchard? Fuck, it's Tully fuck Blanchard. You. you fuck you. Fuck no you. fuck you. Oh really? Fuck me. I guess I care about wrestling, and you care about being p- terrible. You're you have a bulbous fucking. Yeah. Well, I also have a bulbous fucking cock, which I have shared with over four women. Yes, I have. Virgin John has no dick. I'm not a virgin anymore. I'm not. I'm not. I lost. I lost my virginity last night. I didn't tell you. I mean, I've told you a lot that I've lost my virginity. Shut up. You've never lost your virginity. I've lost my virginity tons of times. <laughs> How I many times? All the time. I'm not a virgin you, anymore. You, and people will be like, we've had you, sex before. And I'm like, I don't know how virginity works. And then I come <laughs> slowly. You, it's like pouring you, oatmeal down the sink when I drop a load. <laughs> plap, plap. Oh plap, 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 plap. I start coming <laughs> very quickly, but I finish coming in hours. Hours of just seeping out. It's like a cut. It is true. I I once overheard Dylan... By overheard, I mean filmed Dylan having sex. <laughs> yes, he did. And when he fired off a load, it was like when you t- you transfer spaghetti from the pot to the colander yeah. back to the pot. <laughs> That's what the noise was. Blah, blah, blah. Blah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I 
Um, yeah, Reno basically he is the Paul Roma of this group. He is whoa. He's the Aisha Tyler to friends of this of the natural born thrillers. <laughs> he's brought in to give them some street credit, and then everyone went, "This is uncomfortable," and they moved him on. It is the weirdest thing that both Paul Rudd and Aisha Tyler were in Friends. And I felt like Aisha Tyler joined Friends only because they were like, we have to show that a black guy lives in New York. That's this so is funny. getting ridiculous. Yeah, because yeah, Seinfeld and Friends were both uh, in New York and had a combina- uh, yeah, a total of like four black people. I think George Wallace was a cabbie once on Seinfeld, and that's what happened. That was all the black You're wrong. people on Seinfeld. Uh, Mario jo- Mario Joyner played a uh, few different characters, including Maroon Golf, okay, and the guy that Jerry watches Death Blow with. George Wallace plays the doctor in the episode when Witch a Woman um, yes. is his song because the other guy loves Desperado. <laughs> Don't fuck with me when it comes to Seinfeld trivia. I know my shit. Ooh. Seinfeld four. Because he was Seinfeld a- four. Virgin. Virgin. Yeah. Reno, though. Some people there. use their guy. dicks I for I fucking... I use my dick for watching Seinfeld. <laughs> Go ahead, Dylan. Sorry to interrupt. I was going to say, I I wish that I would have got into an industry where it boomed for three years and then just fucking got out like this. It was a four-year yeah. career. A four-year career and definitely made... Like, he bought a house. Like, yeah, not the, he probably doesn't own it outright. Listen, he's from... He grew up in Buffalo, New York, and he's billed from Las Vegas. There's no way that this guy isn't affording some property in one of those two places. If he listened to his own name and moved to Reno, he's probably the king of Reno. 100%. Here's what I like about Reno, though. Uh, he had Goro's ponytail, and uh, then he had super long basketball shorts... With kind of like a sumo muashi painted over them, and his I always thought was it, that he's a kickboxer. Like, there's a lot of stuff th- going on with Reno. I thought that this is the weird thing about his fucking getup. I always thought it looked like they were trying to do tights that made it look like he was wearing a fanny pack. And I know okay. that sounds ridiculous. I, I get what you're saying, though. I get what you're saying. But, but it is it's it's late '90s WCW, so it's like. All bets are off, guys. All bets are off. And a lot of the um, ring gear from this time also shows the... If you weren't around in the late 90s, if you weren't a kid in the late 90s, there was, if you were 14 and you had shorts that were above your knee, you were gay. And that you was were gay. bad. You were a gay man. You were <laughs> gay and that's bad. <laughs> And that, by the way, was the first test. Like, if you were liter- you had a you had a dick in your mouth and you said, I'm only sexually attracted... Two men, they were like, "Yeah, you're not gay though, because your shorts are the right length." Yeah, like I'm sorry, you can't march, and you can't. That's how you like the pride marches used to just be for people who liked above the thigh shorts, <laughs> or just wanted to have a piercing on their face. I have a lip ring. Oh yeah, no, but again, Bad. no, the no, no piercing on your face. I eyebrow piercing was fine because oh, West yeah. Borland from Limp Biscuit was doing it. Yep. But if you pierced anything in your mouth, that's a guarantee. Fucking next stop, Cocktown. Yeah. You are gay. That is bad. Make no I will mistake. never forget when I was in was I was in grade ten. It was announced that this kid Dan Galarno, who is still a douchebag, like everyone else who was a dick in high school, they're fine. I see them when I'm back in Ottawa. That guy's still a dick. Got arrested for drunk driving a bunch of times. I hope he eventually dies from it. Anyway, that he hurts. used to steal his sis- He used to steal his sister's earrings and wear them. And that was pointed out by my friend Bob as being gayer than sucking a cock with your ass. <laughs> what horrible people. <laughs> what a horrible time in the world. Everyone says the 90s were good. It's like, yeah, the 90s were good if you were like, if you were just an uncomfortably straight man. It's like, yeah. not good. None of this is good. I want wrestling to, I hate just. Like, heaven forbid you were a, a homosexual or even like a non like, if you were, let's say, Thai in the 90s, people just assumed you were from China. Like, there was no, like, asking you where they're from. It's like, I'm from Taiwan. What part of China is that? Um, they say that and then they chase you out of the restaurant. That's super, that's super accurate, yeah. That's super accurate. But that's the thing, man. Up until 2006, I always say this to people. I'm like, it was, like, when I started doing stand-up comedy... It was just fine to have a joke where you called someone a faggot, <laughs> and it's like, but I'm okay yeah. with gay people, and people will be like, yeah, you just want to say faggot. <laughs> it's just like, no, man, <laughs> yeah. don't say that word. If you said the N-word and you were like, but I'm fine with black people, people wouldn't be like, 
I mean, he clearly is. <laughs> he just said it. I, I got news for you. There are places now, in, but Canada's also weird in that Canada still is oh, it's just not homophobic. People. Yeah, it's but it's hill people. It's like, oh, you don't have to... Oh, obviously you don't mind about the gays, but you wouldn't want them near your daughter or your house. Oh, absolutely not. They'd <laughs> they'd get the glitter everywhere, and they'd probably try and fuck my butt. And then, yeah, absolutely exactly. not. They'd want to fuck my butt um, because I'm super attractive to the gay guy. Yeah, I'll tell you who's super attractive to gay guys. Reno. Reno made his first appearance <laughs> in 1999 on WCW Saturday Night. Uh, he first wrestled under his own name, always a sign that your career will be long and successful. Hey, what's my gimmick? Just be yourself. He was trained by Paul Orndorff at the WCW Power Plant. Yep. He was put with the already formed Natural Born Thrillers. Who was the coach of the Natural Born Thrillers at one point, Dylan? Kevin Nash. Correctamundo, you are gay for me. That's bad. Because here's, what, Court, you know, I, here's one thing you kind of look, uh, look past is that they did this weird convoluted angle where Vince Russo was trying to make Goldberg repeat beat his own streak again. So Oh, it's the best. Oh, no, 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 no. And you're forgetting, by the way, the other added thing is that then uh, Sid declared himself the Millennium, Millennium Man. Yes, he did. Because he... Because he had won two thousand matches, that was his what? claim. Yeah, he. I only remember because it was on an episode of Thunder. They never acknowledged it again, but kept giving him a live microphone. So it was one of those things where he'd go like, "Cause I'm the Millennium Man," and they're like, <laughs> "Um, do not do not explain why he started calling himself that because it makes no logistical sense and it's something we can't prove." That's so good. Here's what I like about Sid. Sid is the greatest example, by the way, of what you were saying earlier of being in an industry at the boom time. Because that guy, no one really has a good thing to say about him, except for me. I fucking love him. Just choke slam in jeans, power bomb, yelling crazy shit at a camera. Yeah. What's that? My face is always wet, but my hair is always dry. Mm. No one had any fucking idea what he was ever saying. He was just juiced to the fucking gills. Didn't really... He, like, wrestling was a job to him. He still looks good, too. He still looks good. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. One of the most uncomfortable moments ever in the ring was when he wrestled Hulk Hogan. A lot of you thought it was going to be when he broke his leg. <laughs> no, I was Not very me. comfortable I, with that. I like that. I like it when they get hurt. That way I can go, ooh, it is real, and I touch it's I touch women. so fucking real. I'll throw this out there. Reno uh, came up with the crossroads, the roll of the dice. What that is, you got a guy in a reverse DDT position, spin, do a 180 with him, drop him on his face, and uh, for the longest time, little tidbit about Reno, that was the move where I was like, oh, that's a super cool finishing move, and no one does it. Any, until now, it's been uh, 17 years, and I don't know if that man came up with that move, but I'll say this right now, this is the first time I'll do this on the Wrestler Review, the best thing about Reno, this is in the middle of the episode, is that Holy move. fuck. That's the best thing about him. He he came up with that move. Everyone uses it. Cody Rhodes uses it. Um, <laughs> I ran out of Don't examples that after is. Cody Rhodes. <laughs> uh, allow me to come up with some other ones. Stardust. Okay, Stardust uses it. <laughs> All I know is I've listened to podcasts and they're like the Cody. American Nightmare. So yeah, Cody Rhodes or just Cody, but. It's one of those things where it's like every indie dude uses that as his finisher, just like every indie dude during Reno's heyday used the double underhook pile driver as a finisher, just because it's like the coolest move that no one on the big show uses, you know? So um, um, that's absolutely I, a great I move. I agree, but you're also you're also discounting the amount of – and it's, I'm so glad it's gone – but also up until I'd say two, basically what happened in 2006 is everyone was like, we got to cut out this homophobia. Also, all independent wrestlers, stop just doing the DDT and the fucking Death Valley driver because all of you just keep doing it. Yeah. Now we need you all to just continually super kick each other. By the way, I've gone through my hatred of the Young Bucks and I'm back in a new phase where all I want them to do is super kick people because once I actually watched a match of theirs, I was like, this isn't fun at all. They're not just kicking people. <laughs> The one where they super kick their own dad and a child is great. I personally like the one where one where one guy super kicks another guy into pile driving one of their opponents. That's yeah. the fucking best. Hey man, they're great, man. They just like 
at first glance, you just think, oh, these guys are like the Hardy Boys when they were jobbers. And then once you watch uh, a match or two of theirs, you're like, oh, these are just these 30 year old men still can play shitty teens better than anybody. Just shitty, privileged ass. But let's go to uh, more to Reno. Um, Reno, basically, this guy's been training for one year, so he's not exactly the highest level of wrestler. I watched a bunch of his matches. None of them were over five minutes long. Um, he did win the hardcore title, then losing it to Crowbar. He was Crowbar's, basically his initial feud coming into the Fed. And he is the guy where, the booking-wise, what they do with him is, uh, since Kevin Nash is the, like, teacher of the Natural Born Thrillers, um, Nash... Um, he's their coach. Sorry, <laughs> he's their coach. He can't let anyone on that show be above him, so he sees the Natural Born Thrillers, some people being like, oh, these guys are pretty cool. So he becomes their coach, and immediately uh, Reno is jobbing every week to whoever is Mike Awesome. He jobs Mike Awesome in like five minutes. He jobs to fucking um, Goldberg. Like, Goldberg, by the way, murders Reno. I think that's one thing that every Natural Born Thriller has in common, is that when you Google their name, like if you Google Act WCW, if you Google Stasiak WCW, the third result in everyone is a squash match that they lose to Goldberg, where Goldberg absolutely... Like... Reno is doing that whole thing where it's like he reverses the Goldberg reverses the roll of dice. Reno gets up and as the first thing he sees is Goldberg who's literally jumping and it doesn't the spear doesn't even look good cuz Goldberg just with his whole upper half just hits Reno in the face. Like that's probably why oh Reno is a wrestler anymore cuz he got hit in the face with full speed gold. Those squash matches I, I, man. That guy was such a fucking dick and it worked out so well. There was so Everyone was so silent during every part of that show, except for it was like, oh, Goldberg's going to murder a boy. Right. Well, that's the thing that also no one takes into account with wrestling fans. Like, everyone wants to talk about, like, you know, they're just in it for the storyline. It's like, no, no, we also would like to see someone get hurt every once in a while. Like, we, yeah, it's, yeah, get that guy to hurt that guy. Well, it's like I said, I've, 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 like, I've said this a ton of times, but Goldberg is great, and the reason why Goldberg worked is because he believed it. Like, you can see when Reno comes out, there's this little, like, I'm being a pro wrestler, whereas Goldberg came out and believed he was in a real fight in some way. You know? Yeah. He's an like Bill Goldberg now before wrestle at WrestleMania before he lost to Brock Lesnar, he probably took his son aside and went, "I want you to know that the reason why I'm blinding you right now is so that you will never see your father lose. Yes, you will never see light or color again or be able to tell that your your mother's crying." But that's fine, because the last thing that I want my son to see is his father's shoulders on the mat giving a one, two, three. <laughs> now hand me that razor, bloody, but, um, Billy. And then he cut his son's eyes out yeah. and then yelled, who's, who's next? At his wife, and then his wife ran away. I believe but she didn't divorce him? At Goldberg, at Goldberg is like probably tells you, like, hey, Billy, you got about five years to not be fat. Otherwise, I'm going to kill you for sport, little piggy, because none of my yeah. kids are going to be fat. It's either that or Bill Goldberg legitimately doesn't give a fuck and is one of those, like, the best. Most hockey players from Canada are either go this, like, one of two ways, which is the Goldberg ultra-competitive route or the I'm a man in my 50s, I'm going to have a glass of wine, and I legitimately don't give a fuck. I've lived my dream. Now it's just 40 years until I'm dead. And like, <laughs> so like most NHL hockey players that are like sort of all right injury-wise are literally doing this where they're just like hanging out somewhere, possibly owning a restaurant, have some sort of terrible facial hair. It's just ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> um, so I think Reno's And that's what legacy. I feel like Bill Goldberg has done and Reno has done as well. Re Before you continue, yes. um, keep in mind... Just want everyone to know that uh, Kenny Omega does not have a contract with the World Wrestling Entertainment, but Reno did. <laughs> he was. Uh, no, we're not even there yet, buddy. Buddy, because we haven't even. No. So that's a born thriller. Are we disbanded. Uh, he starts a feud with Vito after losing a big Vito baby. The hardcore title to Crowbar. Um, he starts dating Vito's sister in the storyline. Which is crazy, right? Because it's then revealed that mm -hmm. him and Vito are brothers. They did it. They did I, a I'm fucking my sister angle. <laughs> I, I love hate Vince Russo. So No, 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 no. That's Vince Russo. Vince Russo is like, bro, you know what's cool? No, you know, sisters, they got pussies too. And um, yeah. I wanted to fuck my sister. So yeah. you're going to fuck your sister. Like Vince Russo, like 
if I am an evangelical Christian sat next to Vince Russo at one of those giant Enormodome sort of services, yeah. I'm asking him to leave because he's giving all of us the creeps and bad vibes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But Vince Russo has Yeah, hi, Mr. Mr. Russo. Sorry. Hello? Yeah, okay. Hi, Mr. Russo. Um, I'm aware that uh, yeah, yesterday I'm currently facing assault charges for throwing a rock at a black person because I believe them them to be sing- sinners. But everyone here at this church, um, we've just heard about one of the things you've written, and you had a black man and a white woman have sex, and they gave birth to a hand. Get out. <laughs> No, I was going to say, he's been demonizing black men and women on TV. Hey, Booker T, no one really realizes, uh, no one really likes your character. Here's your new character. You're a slave. Get out there, baby. Oh, yeah. Like, he's uh, part of the whole deposition for, like, putting the belt on Booker T that no one talks about is they're like, why didn't you just put Booker T in a match to win the belt? And, like, I'm sure Vince Russo was like, he's black. He can't beat Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan's white. (laughs) They did this classic, classic angle where... So Vito and Reno uh, are then um, tag partners because they're brothers and they're facing Chronic at Starcade. Very and good, Dylan. They are brothers. And uh, and then Reno attacked Vito, and it was revealed that Chronic, who at that time had the APA gimmick, Chronic were paid off by Reno to attack Vito. Like they always do these things where it's like he'll. The pretending to be someone's partner turn on makes no sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, just another one, man. Well, it's one of those things where it's like, this is not hard to do, guys. This is really easy to do. So then Reno, this is literally the end of his career. Reno gets a uh, developmental deal with the WWE and it is that in that vaunted WCW stable that invaded the Heartland Wrestling Association. Um... <laughs> and uh, basically never wrestled at anything but a six-man tag match, because you can find some of those. Until he lost a lot of the weight, grew his beard long, and that boy's name now is Daniel Bryan. That's right, everyone. <laughs> Massive swerve. Guess where the American Dragon came from? He was from Las Vegas, Nevada the whole time. That's why he has to maintain veganism, because if he has one pork chop, he's going to plume up to the size of the artist formerly known as Rick Cornell. That's just also like Reno was one of those uh, in a weird time in WCW where I didn't really realize it, but that everyone had a shoot fighting gimmick. Like everyone was an underground fighter who they've like after Tank Abbott, they Vince Russo just got addicted to like oh and this guy's a shoot fighter and this guy's a shoot fighter because it was like Reno the cat was also a shoot fighter. Obviously, uh, you get Tank Abbott. Goldberg, of course, is a shoot fighter. Like they just give everyone like oh they're all into MMA. All of a sudden. Also, their finishing moves are DDTs because that work at MMA. And they talk about how Reno's a kickboxer and he literally throws no kick. Like he's No, he's too fucking big to throw kicks. What, what's he going to do? <laughs> what is he going to do? He can't, so what's your he can't throw a kick. He's... <laughs> so he... Uh, he Favorite thing about... He's on with, sorry, he's on with WWA, who if you don't remember that, WWA, World Wrestling All-Stars, that was the uh, tour that uh, the Ultimate Warrior went on where he beat up Orlando. So he was in that. Mm-hmm. So he, <laughs> exactly. So, so that, that's Makes the sense. end of it, though. <laughs> All right. Here, now I'm assuming here's he's my a fa- plumber and has a nice... Here's what I'm assuming. Ultimate Warrior killed him, fucked him, ate right. him, and that's how the warrior lived in it for 10 years. <laughs> the spirit of Reno is dying. And- yeah. Always believe <sighs> that I ate a man named Rick. <laughs> of course he ate <sighs> Just Rick Cornell. He should have just been the plumber. Yeah. He's the real-life T.L. Hopper. Rick Cornell is literally, isn't it weird that probably in his post-wrestling life, he's had as many jobs as the uh, employment gimmicks that occurred in the 1990s. <laughs> I really hope that's how he decides what his next job is going to be. Uh, well, I was Adam Bomb for a year before my son was born, and then I got to be Duke the Dumpster Drossy, got some health benefits until 2011, and uh, ever since then, I've just been a member of the APA. Oh, what does that mean? You're just a drunk guy? Yeah, that's right. My shits are weird. I like to say that they're. I'm a man on a mission trying to get gainful employment we would like to send our condolences out to him and his family though because his brother chris just did recently commit suicide oh no (laughs) no 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 no, no, no. yeah black hole son 
That's how I would call Rick Cornell's career. Slowly. Wash away the pain. I don't feel nothing at all. Kevin Nash gave (laughs) me pain pills. Super, super sick. They tried to give him that weird Taz <laughs> gimmick, too. Like, he would do T-bone suplexes and shit because he was kind of like the stocky guy in the nap. It was, I think it's a, a good, in an odd way, though, he did kind of, like, stand out for me because I remember when I watched, would watch that, it was like all of them were basically 6'5". Like, uh, people who, who you would say, like, oh, this guy's the future of the industry just because they look like fucking how every wrestler has forever. Um, but except for him and Mike Sanders, who really stuck. Well, the whole thing... I have to say about uh, Reno is this. You can find anything on the internet. Like, you can find photos of my dick on the internet. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't find fucking shit about this guy. It's insane. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. I mean, you, the only thing you can find is, like, there's, like, um, a website. It's just a blog, like some dude's blog, where it's where it claims that he has two kids in Nevada and I think that's because that person also couldn't find anything on Reno. And they were just like, he lives in Nevada because his name is Reno. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's no way he lived up to his own gimmick that much. It's like, actually, now that I've pretended to be an underground shoot fighter, it's actually really fun. I really hope that he thought that he was the city of Reno. And so he invited a lot of people to smoke in his mouth and then he died. No, I don't want him to die. Yeah. So, what was your favorite thing about Reno? I already stole the one thing that I, I stole. Haircut. Best. Great haircut. Fucking great haircut. <laughs> Done. I mean, that's also true. I've never... No one has had the Goro ponytail for a really long time. And the other thing is... Because uh, no one else needs to. And the other thing I don't really like is that no one... I shouldn't say no one, but a lot of wrestlers now, like, if they dress how they dress or their haircut now, if they were to leave and just go to a bar, it's a fine haircut, and it's okay. And Reno is one of the last in a legacy of having just a fucking loser haircut. You know? Like, yeah. Hawk couldn't go to a bar. There's no way he... Because he had that fucking double mohawk side thing that he would just have to explain, like, that guy... You look at Hawk, and you're like, that guy couldn't be anything except for a carny. He couldn't be anything. And Reno was the exact same way. He really got into wrestling. I'll say that. Because he was a wrestler for four years, but he had that fucking haircut for four years. Hey, I have really long hair. What do you want me to do with it? Shave it all except for a patch in the back, but braid that. What? Oh, you're paying you $100,000. That might have been why he quit. Like, of course he quits if it's like... just, oh, I'm working for free, but I still have this haircut? Like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm doing something else with my life. So what's the worst thing about... Uh, in-ring ability mm-hmm. and <laughs> look. I don't say look so much. I say my... Well, but... Oh, I guess well, you want to be wrong. I guess you want to be wrong. Fuck you. I will say this. There was no redeeming qualities about... I'm sure he's a good man. No. But he never really learned I don't think he wrestle. is. He was just a... Pat- I disagree with Dylan. Okay. He is not a good man. No good man has that rat tail of a haircut for that long. That guy that guy goes anal sex on the first date before dinner. He just takes it out and he goes, spread them. You think so? I'm a cop and I'm inv- I'm investigating for turds in your asshole with my <laughs> nat stick. My dick's on the case of what's up in your mouth. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, ooh. No, he doesn't. He doesn't go in for that. Doesn't go in for it. I, be- I believe. Reno I don't go in for that sort of nonsense. I will say this: Reno, I'm assuming, is somewhere t- talking about how it is probably very into sex. He's <laughs> probably oh two hand sex choking his wife as we speak. Yeah, as 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 one as one, you don't get to breathe during this to another. Yeah, I can tell. My, I can see my own from a mile away. Gross. <laughs> and he definitely he he definitely pops an elbow on a windpipe right before he's about to go. A sploosh douche. Is that what you say? To quote, uh, San- Sandra Battellini turned me on to that, and it's the greatest <laughs> thing I have ever heard in my entire life. A sploosh douche. <laughs> there was no. My wor- yeah, my worst thing about Reno is everything. Like, it's so. His, his shorts were bad. Um, his boots were bad. His, uh, he seemed very uncertain of himself, like what he was doing. Uh, his his taunt, his main taunt was rolling dice. Only thing that was good about him, haircut, you gotta say haircut, and finishing move. Haircut and finishing move, that's it. And you can get away with a lot with having, there's a lot of people who, like, are awesome. Like, Seth Rollins is awesome, but, like, 
Fuck off, get a new finisher. The pedigree is not... You can't just have that well, happen. You can't just be like... You know? You can't just be like, oh, Stone Cold gave it to me, so now I use the Sunner. No, you're always going to be weak. Well, Stone Cold also doesn't have... Stone Cold also doesn't use the pedigree. He uses the Stunner, you fucking idiot. You're a fucking moron, you know that? No, I'm not. I'm a great guy. I'm very smart. And if, if it wasn't for me, this show would be off the fucking rails. I'm the one keeping it on track. That's not true. You're the one who's fucking up. No, that's not true. Go look, your, go look in the mirror. Go look in the mirror and mouth to yourself... I'm a fat idiot because that's what you are, and I'm great. And you're gonna see me later in face to face, and you're gonna kiss me on the lips, and then I'm gonna say, "Don't do that. I have a girlfriend that's cheating." But let's go into this vestibule and do it more. Mirror, mirror on the wall. John's mom sucking on my balls. Bow wow. No, she didn't. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. All Not anymore. Bow wow 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 wow. Yippee oh yippee. No sexuality. Where my just where my dog's at. Bow wow wow yippee. So that's Reno. Is your name? That's Reno, guys. So here's what we're gonna do. In a Shockingly, unprecedented move, unprecedented move. What we're gonna do is we're gonna take a break and then we're gonna do a retrospective on the natural born thrillers. On the natural born thrillers. What was the best about um, them? Great. What was the worst about them? Really ruminate over what those. What uh, were they born to thrill? Were they natural? Were they thrillers? Try and figure out. Trying to figure out what subjects we'll veer into to kill time for half an hour while talking about the natural born thrillers. Enjoy time. a group that could best be summed up Enjoy as. Enjoy time. Um, oh. Too early, too late, bye-bye. All right, I'm going <laughs> to pee, and then we're going to uh, do the second half. Enjoy this massage. Ooh, what a break we're having. That was such a good episode of The Wrestler Review again. Ladies and gentlemen, please rate and subscribe to The Wrestler Review. Of course, we also want to review it. Please review our podcast for the love of fucking Christ. And also, guys... Give us some money. Not with a Patreon. Nope. Or some sort of naughty Amazon link. We don't want you to give us money for a goddamn nothing, right? Here's what we want you guys to do. We both have comedy albums. Please buy those comedy albums on our website, thejohnhastings.com. That is John's website. And dylanagot.com. The A is for awesome. I'm an awesome guy. dylanagot.com, thejohnhastings.com. Please buy our comedy albums. We love you. Please make love to us in our beds while we're naked. The A is for Atherton. We're back. Learning about the natural, learning about the natural born thrillers was a very fascinating time, and that you learned about six guys that literally learned something for a year, and then a man named Vince Russo went, "Nah, fuck it. Put them in. Uh, put them in the thing." Well, he um, wanted. I really think the birth of the natural born thrillers is that Vince Russo wanted to all right so there was this you have to understand if you watch wcw around this time people have are now basically talking about how everyone on wcw is very old and they are very old like it's like hulk hogan's 50 um a lot of people in their late 40s lex luger's just basically broken down as a wrestler at this point the only thing they've done there's only two people that they've really set up to have successful runs and that's diamond dallas page and goldberg and even DDP's like in his mid forties that at this time, right? So yeah, and and uh, to, and to go further down this, by the way, to go further down uh, that rabbit hole, the other problem was is that within WCW you couldn't really get anybody over properly because as soon as someone started moving into someone else's spot, then they'd make backstage noise and be like, "Oh, he can't do that because I'm the guy that wins." And they're like, yeah. "Oh no," because Man, wrestling would be easier if everybody won. Because why can't everybody win? Well, this is the thing. It's like it's it's all Turner money, right? So this is the obviously it's the year two thousand. The bloom is off the rose or whatever. But you're still like if you're at the top of the car, no, 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 big numbers. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> the bloom is not off the rose. Okay. The rose has been fucked mm-hmm. by Ric Flair, and the rose has been put in Kevin Nash's urethra. And he's pretended it was a fucking birthday candle and showed it to a Turner executive, something he actually did most years, apparently. He liked putting his birthday candles in his foreskin because wrestlers are the worst ever. <laughs> Carney jocks. Carney jocks. You have to, every time you yeah. think of a wrestling quote unquote prank, just think of the words Carney jocks. It was a super fun prank. I lit his wife on fire and then I, uh, with her dying moments, I pissed on. Just a prank. Yeah. Oh, in such a poos. Oh, oh, I remember I was taught. This is an actual prank Johnny Valentine did. A guy has asthma. He fills the asthma inhaler with lighter fluid. That guy nearly dies. That's not fun. That's not what's happening on the streets. But what I'm saying is. Like so, you you get like uh, you get your Renos, you get your uh, Ginger Axe, your O'Hares, and by God, you get your Stasiacs and your Sanders. 
and these guys are unbranded. They're they're all talented in a way, and uh, they're blank slates. So Vince Russo comes in and basically pinning your hopes on for the first time ever in a completely unique move. Really, you're pinning all your hopes on a writer. Um, and this was a time, the first Spartan wrestling history, where recognized bookers and like a a wide amount of people knew about bookers and like that people wrote wrestling, you know, and people thought really thought Vince Russo and Paul Heyman were the geniuses in pro wrestling. So they give this dude all this power and uh, mm-hmm. he comes in, he tries to have this uh, stable. He tries to like, and the other thing is people had a thirst for like WCW was seen as fucking lame because they're just a bunch of old guys doing eighties wrestling, like rehashing macho man and Hogan. And like they're in at, at certain points in this, they're rehashing like, like Ric Flair's fighting for a title at like, in his fifth, and so is Hogan. Oh my God! They put they, Hogan back in the but red. They also do, but they do crazy things like they put Flair in a fucking desert. Yep. All this sort of stuff. The Natural Born Thrillers was an effort for also for them to capitalize on something that had started to help that had helped them in the past, which is you create these factions. Um, you have everyone take them down and they end. It's a really good way to. It's how the Four Horsemen always work. The problem with the Natural Born Thrillers, as one of the big things with WCW, is that. They they literally pushed them for two months and then forgot about them. And, and then these guys just kind of fucking flapped in the wind. Mark Jindrak, by and far the best one of all of them, mostly because he's listened you to this show. So. Oh, yeah, it's because he listened to the show. Regular listener yeah, Mark Jindrak, of course. Regular. Oh, hey, other people with wrestling podcasts, what member of the Natural Born Thrillers listens to yours? Oh, <laughs> Sean O'Hare? That's inappropriate. Yeah, Mike Sanders? Oh, cool. Enjoy your nerd camp. Oh, my dog's dead. Once again, not on the side of John making fun of us. <laughs> yes, you are. Why do you keep writing me all these jo- these fun puns Dogs? about Mike Sanders' What's dead dog? What's a jog, John? What's a jog? You're a fucking It's idiot. something that Mike Sanders, Sanders should have been able to do to save his dog's life, no. but he didn't, so the dog's no. dead. No. Yes. That's not true. Yes. Yes, it is true. That's Everyone not true. knows that's it. That's not I true. Um, but yeah, and it's the saddest thing. And what's also sad is like, if you think about it, all of these guys had a dream to be a pro wrestler. Like they all got into it, and they're like, "Oh man, I can't believe it! I'm going to be the next Hulk Hogan." Not realizing it's like absolutely not. You are the next. Um, um, you are the next Mike Sanders. <laughs> You're the next. Mike I literally Sanders. forgot. You're not next. I forgot who Mike Mike Sanders. All right, that's what I I forgot who Mike Sanders was. What literally happened right there was all I could picture was just Mike Sanders' face with his dog, and I was like, "What the fuck is this guy's name?" Like I almost said, "You're the next dog." (laughs) But that's the thing, though. Some of them got to be. Some of them persevered, and it's it's the and it's kind of a fun thing because whoa 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 whoa. not some of them. One of them persevered. The rest of them are following. We. We are followed by two sixths, two fifths of the natural born thrillers on Twitter currently. <laughs> we are, but I'm just saying some of them did persevere. Chuck Chuck Palumbo was a professional wrestler for a very long time. Chuck Palumbo retired yeah, but in 20, I, I 2011. Do bu- like he had a career. But I do believe part of that also has to do with the fact that they forgot he was working for the Fed for at least two years. Like they were like, what? <laughs> no, because what not one, was, not one half of the perfect event. One half of the perfect event. But that's that was you're, you're completely missing up, man. He, he, Jindrak and Palumbo both worked hard enough that they had second lease on life. Like, Jindrak, because he was smart enough to realize, like, well, I'm a WCW guy, I gotta get the fuck out of here, so he does. And, uh, Palumbo, uh, he was smart enough to just get other interests, uh, outside of wrestling, so, uh, Chuck Palumbo, he gets a second lease on life as, uh, I'm gay, that's bad, and, uh, Chuck Palumbo loves motorcycles. Because he had that, um, he had that, he had a successful chop shop, right? So... All true. Two of them have uh, great careers. Mike Sanders bows out and becomes a guy we could possibly work with one day um, and who won't remember us. And uh, He will remember me. Rick, he Rick will Cornell know who I am. In the audience he will remember me because he will turn to me and he'll go, who are you? And I'll go, woof, 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 woof. Bet you don't hear that at your house anymore. And I'm happy about it. <laughs> You'll get in a fight with Mike Sanders. That would be perfect. That's the kind of if publicity this I'm show th- fucking needs. Newsflash to Mike Sanders. You are, by the way, the worst of all the natural-born thrillers. I'm including Reno and Coach Kevin Nash in this. When I see you in society, I will fight you. You will be Sid's leg. I will be the ring apron. <laughs> you will be broken. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, It's a really good it, – in what 
like it's like a they do the same thing. WCW, WCW, sorry, WWE did the same thing with the Nexus. Like we talked about the core through this thing. Like they're really uh, the start of a bizarre of a shitty trend in pro wrestling, which is hey, these guys um, just learned how to wrestle and they have some talent. Let's stick them out there before they know anything about fucking wrestling. Oh, everyone thinks they're shit. They're done now. You know? Yep. Like, they're the same. Like, in in a way, the Natural Born Thrillers uh, are, like, a weird version of uh, 3MB. Because 3MB doing good right now, man. Heath Slater's got a pool. Jinder Mahal's the world champ. And fucking uh, Drew McIntyre's got himself some indie heat. Like, these guys are all doing good because they wanted to be pro wrestlers, right? And uh, that's what the Natural Born Thrillers are. They're guys who were seen way too early. You know? And it's... It sucks, and it's and it's and it's a weird thing that it's like it's just a thing that's it's happened. It's very much, it's uh yeah, it's just it's just a modern wrestling uh, trope now that you can that you have people that are kind of seen before they should. And like, who knows if Mike Sanders would have just like been a wrestler for five years and then and then uh, got a shot? Would he would he be a fucking would he have been the GM of Raw for a while? You know, I would have loved to see a Reno DM uh, be the gen, uh, the GM of uh, Raw. I don't know why I said DM. I'd love to <laughs> see uh, Reno direct message Raw. Hey, can I have a job? No. Who are you? <laughs> I'm Rick Cornell. Yeah. I, I I don't know what that. I guess. Yeah. Like Rick Cornell, the lawyer from Las Vegas, Nevada. No, that's my dad. <laughs> All right. Dylan. So what were the best things top, about the Natural Born Thrillers? No, 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 no. Okay, rank the Natural Born Thrillers. Oh, yeah, we got to do go. We're doing the rank. All right. So the Natural Born Thrillers are, to once again go over this, we are not recognizing Johnny the Bull. Okay? That is not a man in our eyes. Yeah. You're the Natural Born Thrillers. You break, you, you break your ass, you're out of our fucking hearts, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> yeah, we got to do a yeah. Johnny the Bull episode because I got him confused with Reno. I got him in Reno. Where does where does your shit come out of, man? Where does your <laughs> shit come out of? Oh fuck. Uh, all right. Yeah, Johnny the Bull had too well-rounded a career to be a natural. The guy they subbed in when they were like, "Well, these guys aren't very good." <laughs> so here, all right, we get Jindrak. I'm not ranking them yet, just so you know. It's Jindrak, Palumbo, O'Hare, Stasiak, Reno, Sanders. Those are the six thrillers. Okay. Now my ranking yeah. system goes. Okay. Um, Great. This is hard. This is a really hard thing to do. I'm going to go Jindrak. Great. Are we talking all time or are we talking as natural born thrillers at the time? Because that's two different rankings. All time. It's all time. All time. All right. So we got to go Jindrak because he's still an active wrestler and he's done the best as a wrestler. Then you got yep. Palumbo, second longest mm-hmm. career, you know? Um, Matches his long hair. <laughs> that's his long hair. Sean Stasiak because he is, although he did not have as prosperous a career. And wow! The backup. Just because Sean just because a guy fucking alive. commits suicide doesn't mean. Well, interesting. <laughs> he's still alive, and that's more. You know, Sean O'Hare is dead. Sean O'Hare has probably passed away because of CTE due to uh, going in MMA and just fighting like a bro at a college party. Um, yeah, just butterbean every day. Because ah ah ah. <laughs> It's nuts. I want to say this, though. I know it's a wrestling podcast, but it's nuts that in MMA, they'll just, like, let you... F- like, that's not okay. <laughs> boxing in a boxing in MMA, you should be knocked out three times, and it's like, uh, you're done. <laughs> like, you can't fight anymore. You it's know? a great point, by the way, that they're literally just like, uh, um, hey, I want to fight. Yeah, all right. <laughs> like, like, they- should, before you get in the ring, they should be like, you can't, you're not allowed. You know how horrible CM Punk could have been hurt in that fight? Like, he could have been fucking murdered. Like, especially yeah. when they were like, hey, we're going to take a fight this year. And then uh, CM Punk, like, went in that cage, saw Mickey Gall, and was like, next year. <laughs> like, oh, I don't want to fight. This guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> he's going to kick the fucking shit out of me. Um, so you got O'Hare, and then you got to go Sanders and Reno. Because Sanders had talent. He was just going to be a manager, but, you know. Incorrect. Incorrect. No talent. Okay, cool. Incorrect. What is all right, so you're ranked. Mark Jindrak. Yes. Number two is you and me for doing this podcast. Okay, cool. Number three, Chuck Palumbo, clearly. Mm-hmm. Uh really successful career and also very good worker. Uh and always really adapted well to his gimmicks. So Yeah. All right, so it's he was a uh, Jindrak, yeah. you and you and me, Palumbo. Yeah. yeah. Then I'm going O'Hare, because I just think O'Hare never got a fucking shot, but he was fucking really fun to watch. Okay. Then stay. Then Stasiak, he was just a shitty wrestler and a shitty talker, except for that one great promo with May, uh, <laughs> May Young. Young. Um, 
Then goes Reno. Because you know what? Reno didn't block us on Twitter. Whoa. Mike Sanders. Whoa. Last is Mike Sanders. Yeah. Fuck you and fuck your dog. And it's funny, though, because at the time, you would probably say Mike Sanders maybe had the best upside of all of them. Like, all those guys were clearly going to be wrestlers for a long time just based on look. But Mike Sanders was like the guy. He was the guy. He was the fucking. The horseman had J.J. Dillon, but they didn't need him. And these guys were like their thought was like these guys are the new elite horsemen, but he yeah. J.J. Dillon. I guarantee that's what they thought. They definitely yep. did think they were like, well, call Ric Flair and tell him he can retire again because we have the new four horsemen. And then they were like, oh god, no, they don't. All right, what? Um, because uh, the NWO what's went, the best thing? Sorry, well, I, was I was gonna say, say what's the best thing about the natural Pro Thrillers? But went uh, kind of stable crazy. Um, after the NWO, oh, obviously, and uh, the Natural Oh Warren boy, Thrillers. didn't they? But Natural Warren Thrillers were the first fucking stable like that was like, uh, look at all these young guys. They're going to run the industry. Now, how many other times has that happened? How many times Most has days. there have been a, these old guys suck, these new guys are going to kick the shit out of a mangle in TNA, in, you know, even at WWE, they had the fucking Nexus thing, and they just kind of dropped it. Oh, yeah. Well, they that's what they sort of do is they literally like, we got this thing. No, we don't. Wade Barrett, in a different way, could turn out to be the new Mark Jindrak, where it's like, super talented, they never really used him, and then he'll just go to the UK, and then give it three years, and everyone's gonna love Wade Barrett again, because he's fucking great. But they just never used him for for summer. I don't know if Wade Barrett, like, was really weird with someone in the back or something, but there's gotta be a reason why that dude is, uh, they never gave him the world title or anything. Because they gave everyone the world yeah. title, except for fucking Wade Barrett. I so cannot, f- I completely agree, and I can't figure out, like, it's one of those things where it's like, it's cool. Except for this guy. And he was so fucking good and oh yeah, it bugs the shit out of me. Yeah. Um, so what's the uh how do we <laughs> I'll be real, how do we end this? Do we want to do best and worst or Yeah, let's do best and worst of the natural born thrillers. Alright, the best thing you, about you, the natural born thrillers is uh it it in a way it gave them a jump start to their career and uh, gave them all like you would never have a group of people you would say are rookies and they all had like they all introduced these characters at least strongly. Like, at least we're still talking about them. They were not, like... They didn't, like, just have a bunch of squash matches unrelated to each other. At least they, like... That original idea of having all the young guys team up to try and make an impact is a solid idea. It's just the... Uh, kind of wonky. Like, if there was five of them, or six of them, and they all just, like, won the tag titles, and they just were never beaten as the tag champs, and then they kind of, like... In a way, kind of, like gathered gold that way like lower end gold and then had a big blow off where it's like oh my god they've got all all these titles now one of them's going for the world title how do we deal with this and they did the cage match and they just couldn't make it happen then maybe that's a better storyline but it's it's yeah and the worst thing is obviously that it was just picked up and dropped in two months like you can't do that you need if you have come up with an idea especially one that's like like this that's gonna like another like invasion of a company angle you need to see it through and they just didn't and wrestling does that all the time, where it's like, oh, we came up with it, and then just they just kind of fucking drop. You know, what's your best thing about the Natural Born Thrillers? Best thing about the Natural Born Thrillers: gray t-shirts. That's how you know they're dicks. <laughs> Those t-shirts look so fucking. It looks like they. It looks like he. You quickly made them. Yeah, it looks like they were literally made in Vince Russo's car on the way to the venue. Best thing about them, you're just like these fucking. Dickheads. <laughs> What's the worst thing about uh Mike Sanders? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, I knew you were gonna say Mike. Yeah, I've declared war on Mike Sanders. Hashtag my Sanders, hashtag my dick. Hey Why Mike Sanders, declare- Sanders my dick. I want you to Sanders my dick. He doesn't even like have more Twitter followers. Nothing in this he, there's nothing in it for you. There's a lot in for me. A little thing called pride. A little bit a pride. You're prideful of Yeah, I got pride. Alright. <laughs> yes. I don't know <laughs> how we're going what promo play, but I do know. It's going to be a Natural Born Thrillers overall promo and not one where just Reno talks because I don't know if that exists. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try I'm going to try my dangdest to find a some promo or evidence that Vito <laughs> Reno was dating his sister. Um, yeah. I don't know if very important that. that we track that down. I think it's very important. That is very important. So we're, we'll, is we'll try and track that down. And if that doesn't work, it's just going to be uh, something about Mike Sanders again, I think. Very good. Dylan. This is the end of the Natural Born Thriller saga, something that we jokingly said and then actually did. Do I regret it? Absolutely not. We did this. Do and I next hate, week, do we're going to have a big hate dose. Mike Sanders. <laughs> we're going to have a big dose next week, guys. Have a heaping, heaping spoonful of... 
the Queen of Extreme, Francie. Mm, and you thought the things we said in this episode were inappropriate. Get it ready for a lot of... She's not in this match, but she did get hit a lot. Because that's what happened to Francine. <laughs> a woman who was in no hey, matches. This match is boring. Let's call Francine a whore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, here's something that you should know about Shane Douglas. The girl he's with is a whore. <laughs> wasn't uh, wasn't ECW very, uh, very, very influential? Yes. They're the uh, reason Donald Trump's in the White House now. Oh, absolutely. If you want to know why Donald Trump is in power, look no further than, oh my God, that fat man punched that woman and every man in the arena going, he's seat up, he's seat up, he's seat up. <laughs> all right, well, I love you all. Thank you very much for listening to this very, very long, very exhausting. I think, by the way, my favorite moment in ECW, if I have to f- pinpoint it, I'm going to say it to you all right now, which is when um, Beulah McGillicuddy c- claims she's pregnant. But it's just a cover-up for the fact that she's been boning Kimono Wanna Lay Me. And then Tommy Dreamer just has a threesome with both of them. (laughs) And and starts it off by saying, I'll take them both. I'm extreme. No, he says, I'll take them both because I'm hardcore. And it was Kimono Wanna Lay Ya, you stupid motherfucker. (laughs) Don't make me hang up. I'll hang up. All right, Dylan, thanks for being part of this show that I was way better at than you. I'm. This is this is our Moby Dick, John. In hundreds of years, people will talk about this with Rev. Come on, me. Come on, me. Come on, me. I'm a big boy. John is small. Bye, bye, everyone. Francine is next week. We love you. All right, we're in the backstage area. Somebody's messing with us and you know it. Bro, come on. I'll hook it up. Mark. What the hell is going on? Since where does that wibble wobble your family?